Hello and good evening. Welcome to this episode of Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole, the podcast being recorded at Convocation 2016 that I never signed up for, but I'm doing it anyway. I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Andrea Vitimus, who rumor has it around Convocation that he's the demon whisperer. What the f- Is this true, Andrea? (laughs) You already almost poked your eye out. You should stop while you're ahead. He's got another one to spare. Well, that's true. I, I made the mistake about two minutes ago of making a joke. Someone goes, well, how are you popping the tops off of liquor bottles with uh, just a cigarette lighter? I said, well, being Andrea Venomous' student, first you invoke a demon. Then I blasted a beer cap straight into my eye. <laughs> Come re- on, dude. But I'm recuperating. Cause and effect, baby. Cause and effect. So right now, we got together some random friends of ours. They're going to talk about real, no bullshit, no PC bullshit, magical practice, and they're not going to tell you anything that you ex- exactly want to hear, just because it's politically correct and all that. Careful with the cork. <laughs> oh no, I'm not talking shit. See. <laughs> App's gonna have everybody go go across the table, give your name for the audience, tell them a little bit about yourself, Zach. Hi, uh, my name is Zachary Louie. My background is in acupuncture. I'm also a Qigong master, Reiki master, and student of Andrea Vemis himself. So, I know Jason Kellogg and the whole quantum life science game quite well. <laughs> Actually, you're a teacher now, so... Yes. Uh, so, I'm Tia Gypsy. Uh, I'm an eclectic pagan. I'm currently studying with Black Moon Grove, uh, but I've taken several folk magic classes and... Hey, well, you know, I've been at con for a while, so taking some of those classes as well. I'm Lucille Rose. I am a business owner of Lotions, Potions, Notions. Uh, I have followed a Wiccan path for many years. I didn't know that's what it was called until my sister told me. Um, I started a sister coven, Briar Moon. Or <laughs> What's wrong? Just got the connection, huh? Briar Rose. It's Briar Rose Coven. Oh, okay. Apparently we're changing the name. <laughs> um, I'm a Reiki master. I do whatever I have to do. I whenever called. Mm, yeah. That's it. Uh, I'm Andrea Venomous. I do stuff, not like what Jason said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a Hugan. Um, Reiki master, NLP specialist. Uh, I'm running uh, my shapeshifting course, and I've been at Con for a lot of years, uh, and have run headliner rituals at Con for a while now. Hello, I'm M. Belladonna, also known as Mistress Belladonna, also known as Kenya Koviak. I love Andrea Vitimus dearly as a really wonderful role model. Oh, man. And um, I look up to him and all the roast things. today? And um, I think he's just the bee's knees. And I love Lucille because <laughs> she's like one of my favorite people in the world. Tia, I abuse her. And, <laughs> and Jason, um, I've known you for a while. Um, I pro- and wait, almost, almost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just took your class. Yes, you did. And and I I just am really impressed with it. I had to leave, but that's because it was overwhelming me. No, actually, I had my daughter had an incident, but I really have never seen you anyone break it down that way. So I'm also now going to be a student of one of your students. So yay, sort of, well, maybe 
if I can abuse it, only if I'm allowed. <laughs> I, t I practice modern neo-pagan witchcraft, and I currently teach the Black Moon Grove and Black Moon Tradition. So, Zach Louie, are you going to let Mr. Belladonna abuse you? No. no Why not? I have a tentacle <laughs> on everything. <laughs> this is going straight into Japanese areas. Yeah, it's going down there. I'm just not it's comfortable. It's pink. It's pink. I'm not comfortable with this Audience. in public. So. Mistress Belladonna really does have a tentacle, and we all know where this is going to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We can take it. Oh, it's not going anywhere near me. So, Zach, you 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 are really the the young blood around here in a lot of ways, and I know that you started off traditional Chinese medicine. Yes. What made you get into the crazy, wacky world of the occult? Well, at least from my background. Understanding Chinese medicine was my segue into actually going into this crazy world. Because, at least in Chinese culture, it's all about decoding things. So even though it's in perfect sight, and you can read it on a page, you may not understand what it is. So a lot of the things we would say for qi, fire, elements, um, anything along those sorts, they're all cold words, essentially. So I need to actually have a system, formally break down something where I can say, hey, I can actually study this and possibly get a profession out of it, because why not do both at once? And what would give me the language to work with the field? Because, I mean, those same terms I would learn from Chinese medicine applies to Taoist sorcery, Taoist magic, Buddhist magic, anything in the Chinese culture. It's all the same terminology, just different applications. So... Tia, you came. You came highly recommended. What? Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, so uh, you'll never believe this, and it's probably the craziest thing ever because no one ever comes to paganism this way. But I actually um, sort of stumbled onto paganism uh, via sacredtext.com. So it was. It was sort of weird, these random spells, these random notes, these random studies that are on the line, and then you start reading it, and you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe, yeah, cool. And then I was like, oh, I don't know about giving my soul over or dedicating anything. I'm going back to Jesus and um, reading the Bible and saying, oh, yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely. No, no, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, I'm calling bullshit. What did you read on sacredtext.com and talk about signing over your soul to anything? No, actually, it wasn't signing over my soul, but, you know, as a 14-year-old, you're okay. like, dedication, dedicating to someone, what, I'm giving myself? No, okay. absolutely not. So, yeah, so there was the, you know, the, the teenage mind that didn't actually comprehend something, and then... It wasn't until that point that I started actually reading the Bible, and then I was like, you know what, I'm absolutely not here. This is totally not what I believe in. And then the next step, uh, about a year later, was purchasing uh, Silver Raven Wolf's to ride a, a silver broomstick. Oh, come on. You're not the only one that made that mistake. It's okay. <laughs> I like then after that, it was just, just it's book after book. It's group after group. Um, like, I was at... Um, trying to think about a uh, full moon circle at Wayne State. Um, so I did study a little bit with uh, with Todd or Merlin Raven song. Um, and then, you know, uh, 
as I got older, you know, I would find other books that I liked and like that I liked reading and magic that I started practicing. And then I ended up in uh, Jackie Smith's uh, folk magic classes and uh, I took those until I couldn't take them anymore because of work and it's just it's just been a submergent in magic ever since. So it's sort of funny because it's like my first experience with magic was like, oh no, oh no, it's devil's craft. And then it's, it's okay, I absolutely got to throw out this Christian book. Got to throw this completely out. And this is where I'm supposed to be. So, yeah. Awesome. So, Lucille, why the alternative lifestyle of the occult and paganism? Well, actually, I've always been here. Have you? Yes. Um... I I had like the second sight or whatever you want to call it. We always hit it because um, I was born in 51. And if you told someone that, oh, my God, you cannot be in that car because I'm going to see a car crash today, you went into the asylum. There was no ands if so you, you were very quiet. And you became more not Wicca because at that point there was no Wicca, but you... Um, connected with the earth energies and that and you knew the storms and things like this you felt your energies but you didn't know her name and my sister was in the army and she called me up 1997 and she called me up and she says Lucille she says I've got a new author like, really I love books Starhawk and Marco Adler I said oh I've never heard of those ladies so I ran down, I got these two books, and I cried and cried and cried. And I called her back and I said, what is this? This is me. And she's going, I am so mad at you. She says, you have been in the forest and we've been fighting to get in. And you've been there all your life. And once I understood what this was, everything just opened up and people just popped into my life. and. Um, I just kept going and then I got into working with herbs and the more I learned the more I did and now I do my favorite thing to do is someone will call me up and says I work with pan I need an oil and because I work with Caredwin I'm her special little cupcake we sit down and she develops a formula and it's made and then I come to and go, wow, what is this? You can't smell it for a month. Oh, that's so mean. So I let it go and then I bring it to Con and I hand it to the people and they go, oh my God, this is so freaking fantastic. And I'm going, well, my goddess did it. So that's how it works. Awesome. Ah. Well, first, I'm going to say Corvus Nocturnum. Our good friend and obligatory Levan Satanist. <laughs> Love having you on these panels, buddy. Thank you. Always a pleasure to come here. I know, for those that, that don't know, Levan Satanists do not actually worship the devil. Right. So, why don't you tell the audience why, why Levan Satanism and, and why your alternative lifestyle and your take on things? Uh, as far as why, um, I hold to the adage of Satanists are not made, they're born that way. It's just your personality type of questioning everything, uh, putting your own best interests first in order to serve as an example of basically polishing yourself into being the ultimate human being that you can, being productive, 
questioning everything, you know, being studious, creative, whatever. Um, the more accomplished you are and productive and educate and help people through, you know, the example, you can actually help and nurture them to become better human beings because they'll follow suit. At least that's what my hope is. Um, I, I tend to take the left-hand path as not so much a selfish act, but the idea that you can't help other people if you're too run down yourself. Um, anybody who's out there who's a parent will tell you, I've got to take care of myself or I don't keep my job and then therefore I can't feed my kids or put a roof over their heads. You know, it's counterproductive and stupid if you don't put yourself first. You know, you're no help to anybody. You know, that, that's my take on, you know, Satanism. Um, as far as how I got into it, um, as far as a religion per se, I really didn't know anything about it. I saw the Geraldo episode and, you know, people throwing chairs at each other, the whole satanic panic era and the, what was it, 1997 was it? I can't remember. Thereabouts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just thought this was kind of hokey and everything. And here I am now a, a priest and media representative for them. So it's kind of interesting. I was involved with a occult study group. We had everybody from a uh, Buddhist person. We had a few Druid, you know, s students, and just pretty much everybody. Well, I was just kind of floundering, not quite sure what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be, but I thought the stuff was really cool and interesting. Um, I was studying things like uh, Rand and Nietzsche, and it was more my line of thinking, you know, the, the anti-herd. I knew I wasn't Christian even though I was brought up Protestant. My grandmother was an influence on me saying, I don't have to listen to the preacher tell me how to read. I can read the damn Bible for myself. So, you know, I guess you could say that I came honestly by questioning and objecting to everything. I just took it a little further than the rest of my family. So, um, somebody else in this uh, study circle happened to hand me a copy of the Satanic Bible, and they said, well, this sounds more like you. You know, you question everything, and, you know, you're the cynic, but you push really hard, and you like the darker things. And, you know, lo and behold, I read it, and it's not so much that I discovered I had to be something. It's something that I already was. You know, he was speaking to me as if we were the same. You know. Awesome. So <clears throat> I just want some of you to get start getting into... What, what is your daily magical life like? You know, I'm going to be honest. The reason I chose the people I chose this year is because what happens is sometimes you get people that are more notoriously known. They're trying to sell. Not saying some of you don't sell products. Obviously, you do. But I love money. And money loves me. You love yes. money. Yes. Money well, loves you. We'll yeah. say it together. Yes. I love money. money. And money, money loves, loves me. me. I love money. Money, money, money loves me. me. I, I'm, I'm a capitalist and not in the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Carvis loves but, money. And but, money loves no, Carvis. I know that when, when you folks you folks come to this table and, and you tell me how you feel about magical practice and magical life, and you're going to be sincere. You're not going to give me the popular opinion. So that, that's why you're here. I mean... Zach, why, why don't you, you open up a little bit about what you do on a daily basis and 
Why? Daily maintenance uh, basis just for maintenance work. It's mostly Qigong for me. I know it sounds basic to most people where you just would do a Tai Chi form or some kind of Kung Fu form, but that's usually where my practice kicks in because though it's simplified into, say, 10 minutes, you can do quite a bit with it if you actually know how to extrapolate it because the extrapolation is where actually things kick in. So I've really reduced my practice to, well, how much time can I reduce it to, but still keep the core content to it and distill as fast as possible because I'm a busy person, right? But I can't neglect my practice in that. Mm -hmm. So energy work usually is the first go-to for me, but, you know, I'll do mantra work, for example, from a Buddhist standard. Or if I want to go to Taoist magic standards, that's a whole wild thing where it's closer to sigils, possibly, or talisman work. But usually it's going between mantra work and qigong. Tia, how does magic work its way into your daily life? Well, so one of the biggest things that I do daily, which sounds sort of, I don't know, maybe it's sort of lame, but I have a, a sort of a hard time understanding people. So on a daily basis, in order for me to interact with people, I, I, I'm generally scanning them and trying to understand, like using like a psychic sense mm -hmm. to at least be on the same page with them. Because most of the time, like, when people are talking or when people are doing things, like, it just seems so foreign. Um, and I don't know if that's maybe because I don't, I'm not always linear in my thoughts. Because, like, a lot of times, like, I keep my thoughts where there's, like, this, I don't know, like, this sphere of concepts and ideas that are going around all at the same time. So when you're talking to me, I might be talking about something that we just talked about 20 minutes ago and then move into something that we talked about maybe three days ago. So so I use psychic sense to try and understand people, their emotions, their feelings, so that I can communicate with them. Um, but I also try and, and meditate and make sure that I do my breathing because so that I'm not like angry or just like flipping out or whatever. Yeah, not that I have a temper problem or anything. So would you say, you know, just, just hearing to, to about the first two of you, Zach and Tia, both, you're working on your personal, like Zach's working on his personal energy. Mm -hmm. You're working on meditating to keep your emotions calm and in check. Yeah. Magic begins with what? Self-maintenance, sounds like? Well, you're, you're doing things to make yourself a better person? I think it does because, okay, there's a lot of people that are focused on their goals or, or some other external uh, force or something that's going on where you cannot truly help someone if you have not helped yourself if you're not balanced how can you how can you perform magic on somebody else mm -hmm. how can you do something for anybody else how can you calmly or levelly think about what herbs go into what practice if you're discombobulated all the time so like one thing that I advocate to a lot of people is to always make sure that you are constantly checking yourself to make yourself a better person. Because that moment when you don't think about how you need to improve yourself, you're just totally just out there just doing whatever the hell. And you don't recognize that you might be doing something really terrible. Like you might, like some people um, I've seen like treat people terribly and horribly. That's because something's not right inside of you. That you're just treating people like dog crap. So. You need to examine what's going on with yourself and reflect on that and make yourself better so that you can be better with other people. So, Lucille, what's, what's some of your daily work? Well, 
when you try and break it down, it's it's really boring because the first thing I do in the morning is I get up. I'm retired now. My social security check is popped into the thing magically and yeah okay and so um i get up in the morning i have my i got my coffee going i take my shower i I just let everything go down and then from there i just i just do something and then i come to find out that let me see i walked out backyard because oh there's goldenrod and i need to get it and so i pick it and i'm going why do i need it and a week later, someone says, hey, can you drive the goldenrod? And I'm going, yeah, I do. And so I just sort of let my deities move me. And I, I no longer fight them. In our tradition, I'm initiatory witchcraft. First, first, and I'm going to mess this up. First initiation, first degree is we give ourselves to ourselves. The second is we give ourselves to the community. And the third is that we give ourselves to the gods, which means we give ourselves to gods. We are their vessels. We do their work for them. If I'm told to get up, take my shower, get the coffee, get my butt in front of the computer, go outside, I do it. And it works. My husband thinks he's the one that gets the front row parking place because he went to the the shopping mall. It's me. (laughs) And I just... Let it go now. I no longer fight it. I let it go. So what do you attribute that to? Because that, that's a very interesting thing. Is Do you attribute that to random spirits, specific deities? No. No, I got chose to be their special cupcake. Um, I am entertaining. Um, God, I hate when they say that. I know. I know. I, I, hate I, that I so am. Much. I'm so freaking entertaining. It's like they're at my expense. Um... I did a workshop one time because someone wanted to know about altars, and I'm sitting there going, well, I don't have an altar. Why don't I have an altar? I do. I have two of them because I work with some you may know as Hesvestus or Vulcan. In my tradition, it's Kredna. He is a silversmith. He's a, a blacksmith. He likes tools. I get out my Dremel, I turn it on. I have no idea what I did until I see it. I'm going, holy shit, Credna, what'd you do? He loves power tools. I can pull out the table saw. I did it. I pulled out the table saw. I created something. He, that is his altar. That's the altar for him. Credna picked me. Credna is a kitchen witch. She's got the cauldron. When I wake up and I'm going to think, I think I want to make some lamb soup. She takes over. That's the altar. When we were redoing our kitchen, we had a a door that goes to the basement. We were in Minardo's. $300 glass door. Guess what? It's there. Because she says, that's my door. And I'm going, God, that's expensive. We'll do it, Credna. We'll do it, Credwin. Your door. That door is in there. It's glass. It's, It's like bubbled, sort of. It's got this tree going up. And every time I go into the next room, I go through that, and Kredna says, Kredna goes, yeah, my door. My kitchen, my door. That's her whole altar. So I give myself up to them. Andrea, we're not going to get into this one with you because, well, how many shows have we done? How many times have you had to explain why you got into magic? Unless you want to add anything. Well, 
It's in the book that Corvus is selling. <laughs> uh, oh, you put your story. Well, uh, hey, uh, talk about the book. What's, what, what went into the book? Well, I wrote the foreword, and I, I wrote an essay to collective conversion stories. And I think people know that, uh, I think I've said it enough time on our radio show that it, it you know, uh, magic was kind of like, what? Fuck. Uh, oh, sorry. You know, basically, F that. <laughs> Until I didn't have a choice which is more like a classical shamanic uh, initiation, if you read all the stuff. Yep. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily... Uh, I, I like keeping things separate, so I like altars, especially altars maybe for different things, uh, and regimented, so that way uh, you can kind of control what's happening when. And because I, I have a mixed path. Uh, it, being a chaos magician, I certainly see the point of Satan, uh, LeVay Satanism and bettering yourself in the whole left-hand path. And sometimes you don't want the spirits to step in when you're trying to empower yourself through your magical operations. Sometimes you you want the adversarial current to make yourself stronger. And so you have to balance that out, uh, which, you know, so, so I want to keep it separate to tell, so I can tell the spirits, hey, don't help me on this. I want to improve my own power, like my own magical power. Now, they would be willing if I asked, and I have to tell them, let me take this one. So uh, it's kind of a mixed, mixed bag there. But, uh, yeah, initially when I started, uh, everyone, and I had this from other people, you know, you lose all your friends um, because they're afraid of what they're seeing. You think it's all in your head. You, you go get a degree in psychology, you still think it's in your head. Until people one day wake up and say, you know, we're sorry we mistreated you, but the shadows, when they move around you, freak us out. What? You saw what? I think there's a story in the book that I gave that was the final straw, which was uh, uh, with a bunch of tornadoes. On the highway of death, I called I-65, going north, leaving leaving Champaign-Urbana when everything broke down and uh, driving straight towards six tornadoes that had all touched down at the same time. And that point was it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm a magician now. <laughs> so, because there was no going back. Told him from my perception, which, you know, it's just perception. I, there was a tornado in that road. I told it to move and I drove at 150 miles an hour. Damn tornado moved. No going back. Awesome. But in your background story, Ms. Belladonna? It died a few times. Um, <clears throat> and because of that, you kind of get to the point where you're like, hey, um, it's not exactly what they say it is. And that book, while wonderful, is probably really just a genealogical family tree chart in history. And maybe it's not for me, you know? So because of that, let's try to figure out what my story is. So after ignoring a lot of signs, um, okay, I'm lying. I've been a witch since I was eight years old. I ain't gonna lie no more. I've, I've been a witch since then. I may not have been an initiatory witch, but I did my first spell at eight with the help from Bucky's Blue Book, Scott Cunningham's book. I was reading the book of demonolatry. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Lincoln Branch Library was the stuff in Detroit. <laughs> and the librarian gave no, okay, is this a mature podcast? Can I say it? 
You know, we're what? not supposed to swear on that. Well, okay. only because it's going to go on the air. Was blank deficient. Yeah. Starts with an F and you know, Chucks. So she did not care. She was like, here, read this, read this, read this, read whatever you want. She did not care. So I went to the backyard, had a stick, set it on fire, you know, with foil and, and cotton in it with some alcohol and flame and, and boom. And I did an up and eyes below and all that good stuff. That was my first spell. I've been stuck being a witch ever since. No matter how many times I try to do something else. I'm still a witch. Whether I give them a place in the house or whether they have a place in my head because I don't listen, I'm still going to be a witch. So tell me, why, why does an eight-year-old go to the occult section? Why what? What was the motivation to go to the occult section? Okay, I'll right? tell you what happened. See, what happened was... <laughs> <laughs> you asked. What happened I was, I can see it in my head, too, because the occult section was here. The reference section was in... If I'm standing in the library, you go in. The children's section is to the right. The holistic healing sections to the left, and I like the little pretty pictures in the picture book about healing with lemon balm and everything else. And if you go down the row far enough, you hit the reference section. And when you hit the reference section, oh, what's this big pretty blue book with a star on it? Let's do that. <laughs> and then there was this book, I can't remember the name of the book, but I think it's had something about Hucka Pucka with this cute little demon that had a pot, you know, and everything. And the demon kind of looked like the demons in the front of the demonology book. And I was like, hey, this is kind of like the book, the demons in the story. This is kind of cool. And then the librarian comes over. She's like, okay, no, this is not going to work. And she's like, here, you need this. And gives me this pretty book that's all light lavender with a pretty little lady on it and a unicorn and the Scots book. And, you know, it was like, okay, we're going to fix this before this gets out of hand. And um, Oops. We're just going to give you this. But by then, of course, it was, you know, I was like, but I like both. (laughs) But but this one was in the storybook. I like that one. But okay. And we kind of... Well, we we already did your background, so a little bit of a little bit of your practice. I, now, am I correct to say, Corvus? Correct me if I'm wrong. You do regular ritual work, but you do it as an act of psychodrama. Yes, um, out of a lot of Satanists, I don't perform a lot of heavy ritual. Okay. Uh, I reserve it for Halloween. Um, for Satanists, your birthday is you know considered one of the highest holy holidays because. If you didn't have your birth, you wouldn't enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I could cite Halloween and birthday as the primaries. Um, you know, there's the destruction ritual, uh, things like that, where if you're really angry at somebody, you get it off your chest basically by burning their picture. And, you know, uh, Andre's familiar with this, you know, doing a curse on them or whatever. It's not that we What the like hell? <laughs> What's the common denominator in all these accusations? <laughs> I think you protest too much. Yeah. What? You protest too much. Yeah. Jesus. His you powers been. can only be used for good. You've been That's not it. true. But. <laughs> I'm just saying you're really good at this sort of thing. Um, we see it more as an act of getting it up our chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to someone who's really angry, really stressed out. The psychiatrist tells them, Go in a room and shatter plates. You know, it's better than shooting up your office. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't do a lot of ritual because I think by doing it all the time, it diminishes the power in your own mind of what you're trying to accomplish through the psychodrama. Mm-hmm. The only difference between Satanists and other types of practitioners is we understand that it's fully in our mind that we're just, you know, uh, psychological decompression. Whereas other people see that there's deities that you're actually tapping into 
Um, and Satanists see the devil as only an archetype. You know, it's all mental. As far as how I pretty much do ritual daily, that's a little tougher because it's deep introspection. It's taking a hard look at, uh, in my case, it, it could be book reviewers on Amazon if they have a legitimate gripe in my work because I'm trying to perfect myself. Uh, it's uh, making sure, you know, uh, hygiene is maintained because personal appearance, that's your your window of how people foresee you. You could be a great human being, but if you look like a slob, nobody's going to want to be around you. Mm-hmm. On the opposite, though, if you have nice you know, appearance, it doesn't mean that people are going to like you once they get to know you. So it's a balancing act. You have to perfect the inside, be a decent human being, and have a good reputation. So you always have to, you know, very critically analyze uh, how am I behaving, how am I treating people, uh, uh, it's life and business, you know, it should be hand in hand, you know, so uh, I, I do try to always be self-aware, you know, what do I say to people, how do I treat them, uh, how do I present myself, you know, if I'm trying to be, as they say, uh, my own God, you know, nobody can be perfect but it doesn't mean we shouldn't all strive to be the best we can. And that's me putting myself under a microscope. I mean, I'm not perfect, I don't do it all the time, but you know, when life kicks you and says, hey, you know, you were rude, or you know, this, this particular thing didn't work out for you, you have to look at why. Is it because the other person was a douchebag, or is it because you did something wrong? You know, be honest about it. It's not always just them, maybe it's what you did, because they say that 90% of your life is how you choose to react to what's happening to you. You know, that 10%, you can let it ruin your day, ruin your life, but that's your fault. Well, what is something you see as a problem in popular occultism today? Who would like to lean into that? You mean people lying? Oh, I'm sorry. Exactly. No, seriously. Seriously. Actually, I'm going to drink this pop right now. No, I, I, I'll actually start. You know what? I think the commercialization of the cult is bullshit. We all need to make money, but what's going on now is bullshit. It's bullshit across the board. Um, you know, some of us have been doing this for 20 years, you know, and it's nice that somebody can put a pop MTV spin on it, but they haven't done the work. And it's not that I'm angry about that. It's people do this shit and they get hurt, right? Because it's not even sound psychology. It's bullshit. And there's no critical thinking, and there's no discernment, and there's no teaching of discernment, no critical thinking. It's except this pop New York City uh, stuff that has no foundation whatever. And I'm saying that as a chaos magician, there's no foundation whatsoever at all. So you know shit is real bad in Denmark, right? I mean, shit, shit's bad, right? You go on the internet, like, I mean, in all, in all seriousness, I go on the internet, I look at what chaos magicians have posted, and I'm like, what the... Right? Why? Because there's no foundation, no structure. Right. No. Uh, everyone who is actually into magic... Or uh, self-control, self. Uh, uh, what I, I think uh, Corvus does is psychological magic, uh, and it's in, within the psychological model. There's a level of discipline. There's a level of self-training. It may not be that you get a guru or a teacher, but you know what? You don't want lift up the wand and go levy and shit just works. I mean, and that's what they're selling. 
That's what people are selling. You don't do. You don't get that in psychology. You don't get that with therapy. You don't get that with NLP. Although you can get good, fast results with NLP. You don't get that with Qigong. You don't get that with Earth Magic. You don't get that with the Risha. You don't get that with the Lawal. You don't get that with Demons. You don't get that with anyone. And I don't know why it's being sold that way. It was never sold that way five years ago, and now it is. And it's bullshit. And it's hurting people because they could otherwise get through the difficulties of their life and move forward if they realize it is going to take time and be and people be honest about the fact this is going to take time you don't heal traumas overnight you don't heal you don't make luck happen and back up the luck you're trying to get in business or whatever overnight sure you can have the lottery spell but most people who win the lottery screw up their life even worse so, they the because they were screwed up in the first place. So this idea that, this idea like that, you you just there's no discipline, there's no uh, an analysis, there's no. Um, ethics. There, it's not necessarily ethics because we could we could argue about that. There's no standards. It's standards. Yeah, yeah. It's standards. It's standards. It's not that I'm complaining about the lack of standards. I, you know, it's great that I know some of these people personally who are the worst offenders of this. And I'm not going to name their names because I'll just get in trouble and probably sued. Uh, but it's just getting to the point that, come on, you know what? You know, if you had standards and now you're cashing in on the money train, what's the point? What's the point, right? It's just another fad. It's going to go away eventually, even though now it has an insurgence. Even now the OTO is getting rock stars. They had some rock stars, but now they're getting actresses and stuff. It's still going to go away. And what's left? A bunch of broken people that are going to discredit what we do. And that's bullshit because what you can learn in the occult through discipline and 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 really kind of focus is even from a psychological model, it's powerful. It can change your life. You can make steps in a better direction and that's what's important. And and that kind of transition, that kind of time transition, we all knew that 5 years ago nobody was peddling as many fairy tales, but now it's it's getting ridiculous. Well, you were obviously very passionate about it. Do else well, am I wrong? No, you're right. But no, you're right. There's not a whole lot I think we can add to that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying as a more condensed version of there's uh, a lack of personal responsibility of people mm -hmm. that are out there yeah. because if they took accountability for their own actions, we wouldn't be having these problems well, in but the first see, place. In my perspective, it isn't the fault. It, it is partially the fault of the people not taking personal responsibility. But it's also the fact that people producing materials that say you don't have to take personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a big part of the problem. It, it isn't just everyone wants the easy way out. Who, who doesn't want the easy way? Let's just take a pill, pill, right? Microwave meals take five minutes, and we're fussing about it, waiting for it to count down, getting angry, when in the old days, everybody cooked their meals on a stove. Yeah, exactly. Because yes. microwaves didn't exist. I yes. know this was a long time ago. I know, right? It's still there. That people want instant gratification. Yeah. If they're spelled in work tomorrow, of why couldn't I find a job? Well, did you go out and apply for one? Yeah. I mean, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many years I've had to say that in a row. Well, did you yeah. uh, do a money spell and apply for a job? Did yeah. you make a resume? Did you buy a newspaper and look in the take a shower Nobody uses a resume anymore well, for a job search, the, right? <laughs> the sphere of availability and manifestation, but that goes back to bad spellcraft. Yeah. And first of all, we need to get back to basics. Now, 
I mean, I'm just going to say something because nobody listens to me anyway, so it doesn't matter. What you, I'm you, know, you can't get so, more in trouble for, than what I just said, so. Oh, no, you, I'll didn't, get read, the you didn't read my recent article. My, my inbox blew up. Oh, wow. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you know how shy I am. Now, here's the thing let's look at this for a moment. I can, it's just like when a, a doctor tells you about why does it take so long to be a doctor? Well, I can tell you how to stitch a wound or maybe do, you know, stop bleeding in about five minutes. Yeah. But it takes me eight years mm -hmm. to teach you what to do when something goes wrong while you're doing it mm -hmm. and what to do to react to it. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. If I don't prepare you as a teacher, as an instructor, or even myself as a practitioner to another practitioner to know that, number one, you're going to become uncomfortable, and that's okay. You mean you can't find instant witch kit? You know that whole <laughs> add magic and stir thing doesn't really work for me very well. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, is that we first have to agree that there's a loss of basic craft. And one of the first things, they always say, know thyself, but it's worse than that. It's not just about the words, know thyself. It's know thyself that thou might know where you are and what you do and why you're here. <laughs> because if you don't know, and I'm not getting into the, the lemma about my will. I'm talking about if you don't know, why am I doing this? then you've already lost yourself in your own delusions. So let's figure it out. Why am I doing, let's pick something, a money spell. Why am I doing it? Is it because I want silver penny, silver and gold and everything else or cash? Or is it because I don't like my situation in life? If it's because I don't like my situation in life, well, first of all, if a good teacher came along, they're gonna teach you, let's identify what it is you want. Because right now, all you can see is money fixing everything. This goes back to learning how to think how to do a self-assessment, how to do an assessment of your environment and what's going on. Uh, and you know, maybe that's, that is actually yes. the learning to think part that suddenly got removed. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's, it, it, it's, it's a problem. Because you know what, I'm not the mo biggest fan of by the book ceremonial magic, of course. But if you analyze it, you have to think. If you are a Levian Satanist, you have to think. Even if you're a halfway decent chaos magician, you better be thinking, otherwise things will eat you. Um, if you're a hoodoo specialist, you have to think. There's this, it's just not... That's, that's the crux of the issue. It's mm -hmm. the self-thought, the self-reflection. That's where ritual came from in the first place, is structure, order, contemplating all the different aspects of what they were trying to accomplish in the first place. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I think there's another thing that we're actually missing um, about the community and about some of the teachers out there is that there is a lack of humility. And oh, like, yeah. so I'm not an initiate and I, I mean, I, I work with Elagua, but, um, and so like, I'm, I'm not gonna speak on like too much, but if anybody you work with is gonna teach you humility <laughs> and that you are not the biggest and baddest person out there and that if you think you're the biggest and baddest person out there that I'm going to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove to you that you're not and I'm going to make you understand that you have to be humble enough to accept not only the help of the gods, but you also need to be humble enough to know your, your limitations, your faults, and what you need to strength, strengthen in yourself. So like some of that humility from other teachers, they're just, oh, well, I'm, I'm this celebrity in this community, so I'm well, just going to do I, I might say something truly controversial. If you're actually doing the magic, things will kick your ass. So what did I just say? I just said those people aren't doing any magic. And that's my opinion. And I'll stand by it. I don't care.
That's true. They're not. Mm-hmm. It's cult of personalities. Here's the gift without thinking. Uh, the grand poobah. The grand poobah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. That's true. I need to learn from you because, you know, my students have it so easy. And, um, <laughs> oh, we do? We do? We do? They hardly do hey, anywhere. Hey, my you students, my any students work smile like to me and poke day. out their eye. <laughs> you mean that entire day where you know you're out in the woods wow. and you're you're picking all wow. these herbs? That was no wow. no work until like it's too dark to yeah. see any plants. You yeah. mean that's you not work at all? That's not work at all. Well, who are you and where's <laughs> Kenya? We need a no, no, but seriously, you're right though. They don't do the work. They don't listen. Listen, no, seriously, they don't do the work. Can I just say it? There's a certain publishing house. Oh, don't flip. And I'm not going to say who they are. I'm not going to say who they are. There may be two or three of them actually now. There's more than two or three of them. But none of them are at this table. What are you talking about? I like Corvus. Okay. Usually the worst one is me, my publishing house. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything about that. Uh, Um, Because I I have hopes for some people to to go with that publishing house. Not me, myself, but somebody else. Um, They don't know it yet. They're resisting me, Lucille. And um, anyway. Oh, what? Oh, I said something. Right. I'll just talk to Lucille. I'll give her a call a couple <laughs> days. We'll work you. on it together. Thank We're, you. Let, yeah, she's, she's yeah I keep she's getting good. told I need to write. Oh, look, like, no, you I don't know out. that much. Um, oh, look, sphere what are you of availability. Sphere of availability. You don't know enough? No. You know how yeah, I got my third degree? I got my third degree because they says, well, what do you think about third degree? I said, I'm not ready. I don't know anything. Bang, I got it. I'm like, yeah. wait. No, the no, no. The more you don't know, the more wise you actually are. Because you can admit that you haven't learned at all. Well, why do right. I think You're getting so all Greek with that island of knowledge thing, aren't you? Mm. Right. Because yeah. right. <laughs> no matter how much time you spend here on this plane, you will never know everything. Yeah, you will you never know everything. So that first fool is like, oh, I know it all. <coughs> I won't give you any of my money. No. <laughs> Not at all. Well, I mean, run away from them. And that, that's a big problem, what you're describing. I mean, Sant- uh, not to say Santeria and Voodoo and, and other African traditional originals, but we have had numerous people on the show. And, and, you know, I went down to Haiti. But we have numerous people on the show. We can tell in five minutes how many are fake. You know, you go to houses and they're nothing doing. Uh, you go to try to go to houses, people running scams. It, it, it's, and if you really have love in your heart for the Risha or the Luat, you know, I'm sorry, you know. And, and I think you'll agree with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they pull scams on you in the worst possible time when you're in an emotionally weak place. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's and, and I can go through a whole theory of why the just world theory doesn't happen with spirits. I actually did do that in the time class today. Uh, a whole theory of why the just world doesn't work with spirits. But the fact is, is those people are often rewarded. And the very people you were talking about are rewarded heavily. Yeah. Um, because... Forming a cult of personality is easier than doing the damn magic. It's easier to be a big fish in a little pond than actually realize that the whole world is where you're at and you got to work your ass off to do something with your life. It's work. It's work. I did not want to write a book on my my th- my products because I, my thinking is that oh they're going to buy my book for fourteen ninety five and then they're going to make all these salves and all these oils and all this and then I won't have any work. And I won't have oh, any no. problems. Oh, no, people will buy it. Man, what's going to happen is they're not going to see how many hours it takes me to go out and find my stuff yeah. and put it up and spend time and spend days on making up a formulation. And raking it. And, do, and, and in charging it and doing it at the right go, time. Oh, too much effort. That's what someone no, told see, me. No, see, that's not the case at that's all. That's what Actually, someone like, told me. 
like I buy oils from Celeste, who has a book, because I read her formulas and decided I didn't want to spend the time doing it. Well. That's what I'm saying. Because no, I got better see, things to do. So they will see how long. I'm it lazy. Takes me I can admit it. I'm yeah. a lazy magician, and that's a good thing, like an engineer. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I know Celeste does a good job. I can offload that. That improves my magical efficiency. Yeah. I know she's not going to do. Why not? Right. Yeah. So when I ask for, you know, sometimes about herbs from Lucille, same thing. Where I know where she gets them. Mm-hmm. Hey. That's just being efficient. That's just smart. Yeah. And even putting a book out there with all the formulas, no, ain't nobody going to do that. You no. think they are, but they're going to look and say, well, she obviously knows what she's doing and buy your stuff. Yeah. Right. yeah. You're, uh, putting a yeah. book out makes you an expert in the public side because you did the homework, you did the research, you got other people that you cited, or you get uh, press blurbs you know, from other known people that know their shit, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, and then people will buy the rest of your stuff because you're already out there. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like a paradox that you have to prove yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is I love what I do. And I don't to. want someone to take it from me. Yeah. You, you have to get into this sort of thing because you love your, the path that you're on. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going through the motions and you just want the attention from everybody out there and there's no substance to back it up. You know, and I actually want to even say it's even more important for you to write a book, Lucille. I'm gonna call you out, because I'm your friend, right? Why is it more important for you, who has this relationship with the spirits, to write a book? Because in the age of ignorance, those who would speak against ignorance and write something from authenticity need to stand and fight. The book is a fight, it is. Hands on Kiss, Logic was a fight at the time. I would have wrote it differently than now. You know, when Zach publishes his Qigong book that we're working on, on right, we are going to make it real. When Corvus publishes Hail Thyself, he has done research and done lots of time to make it real. And that is one of the antidotes, but not the only antidote, to the other things you were describing where people write books that are completely bullshit and haven't had any experience. And what Mm -hmm. happens? They get the celebrity mindset because... Mm -hmm. I'm an author now. Mm-hmm. Hey, right. right? You know. And then you have all these sheeple that are like, "Oh my God, sheeple. you wrote a book! <laughs> oh my God, you're the guy!" Doesn't mean it's a good one, <laughs> right? You know but, I mean, like, there are people that are like that, and I'm and I'm not singling anybody out, and I'm not yeah, we like saying anything about the community because like, if I you did, you'll get sued. Yeah. You might get sued, so don't <laughs> right. do it. So it's like there are these people that okay, you know that what you wrote was bullshit. So now you have this big following, oh. and then and you're smiling, and you're just you're perpetuating this this yeah. cultism because it's not a, you're not really reflecting anything that's real in the religion, and it's easier to do that. That's, mm-hmm. this is where we get into problems as a community. It's easier to do that, to put a nice front on things. It's easier for people to follow that. The, the bite-sized chunks are easier to deal with, whether or not it's real. Because from my work working with Sorath, okay, now I'm meant to working with demons, right? Uh, you knew so, it all the time. Strategically. No, no. Strategically. Sorath is also the Agrippa's negative side of the sun. Why would you possibly work with that? Because you want to understand... What is the dynamic at play of exactly what we're describing? Because this is the dynamic in play in most situations in our society, right? The cult of personality over authentic work is is exactly how our society is moving. It isn't that I am so, that I want to get my ass kicked by the negative side of the sun who will come to you in dreams and torture you and torture you and 
present all these images of how you are shit and nothing compared to it. No, I, I would rather not have those experiences. You mean everybody doesn't get that? No. <laughs> well, me and I did. Everybody so I doesn't know. get beaten and that, no. Not by Sorath, but I hope not. But uh, maybe they do. Do you want to hide the body? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. I, I want to draw a line, though, because you're saying the occult personality, and I know what you're talking about, but I want to make it defined that we're not, and that's because there's some students that I have that are going to be listening to this, we're not talking about the occult personality being the same thing as the magical personality. Those are two no, different no, things. No, 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 that's not a... We're, we're, two different things. We were, we were referring back to uh, the comment earlier that about the, the celebrity, right, right. celebrity status in the small pool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I personally feel that you have to be larger than life to stand out amongst the many. But at the same time, there has to be real substance to back it up. Right. Yeah. Because you're going to be found out. Yeah. Yeah. You and better then, be authentic. And then if you don't have a good foundation of reality of who you are and what you believe in, and be able to prove repeatedly that your ideas work, or at least for you anyway, it doesn't have to work for everybody. Right. Because you know? nobody has all the answers. No. But, but, um, but, but even for you, Corvus, the larger in life isn't a way to get followers or cult followers. It's an aspirational goal. Yeah. It is, it's not worship me and, uh, you know, kiss my butt as an author. It is literally an aspirational goal. I it is a, me, I would like to, it. yes, I am becoming that which I am projecting, and I am moving myself forward to that because that is my aspiration. Am I wrong about the technique that you're using there? No, I mean, when I had to have a regular job, wear you know, whatever uniform was expected, and just did the, the daily grind that I hated, I felt like that was the lie. And yes. who I am now, yeah. even though it seems a little odd or larger than life to some people, they're like, oh, Corvus, this is how he is, this is what he writes, this is what he looks like. <coughs> this is the inner me that I feel I am, and just amplify and keep going with it. It's all a lie. Corvus works his ass off in every book, people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a I'm just, lot. I'm just going to say I have two books that I always recommend to anybody I teach. I hate teaching. Um, two books to anybody I teach. I don't teach anybody. You teach yourselves, but I help you guide. I guide you. I share. Yeah. The I share second my knowledge. year, two books that I absolutely have. They're the best spell books ever. The 48 Laws of Power and the 36 Stratagems. Yeah, if you get those... <laughs> I gotta if, say that. <laughs> you, you feel me, right? If you get those and you start looking in there and seeing how people behave, mm -hmm. the stories of humanity, because these constructs, okay, I'm gonna get into something and, and I already know people are gonna disagree with me and I don't really care. These constructs mm -hmm. that we have that we call God forms, whether they were there before or whether we discover them or whatever else, these God forms that we've made often reflect the behaviors of the society that we're in at that time. <coughs> I mean, you really need to get into the cultural anthropology that drives your society when you're getting into the magical systems of them. But, I mean, we're not going to get into that because I like being fluffy and light and it's fun. That's so, right. here we go. Or better you than me. Joseph Campbell. Oh, yeah, I love Joseph That's, that's mandatory. Yeah. That, that's mm -hmm. actually mandatory in, what is it, first year? We, we didn't watch Joseph Campbell. No, we didn't. Uh, no, you didn't do the homework. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You, you missed it. You, you've never read Joseph Campbell? The oh. videos of Joseph Campbell and the power of myth? Yeah. You uh, forgot? Uh, it could be possible that I forgot. Oh, but I, I think you forgot. Well, you should pick that We don't talk. Oh, we can talk. The panel's breaking up. There's drama on the streets. Blood in the waters. Oh, no. Oh, no. Surprise. Homework. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm like, okay. honestly, though. Go so, back to the well, point. No, hold on, hold on. Oh, because. 
ladies. Wow. Yes. This, this is all we have. And gentlemen, I meant ladies because they were about oh, to. Oh, oh. Yeah. This is all we have time for tonight. We have gotten our full recording. I want to thank everybody for coming out and helping us out tonight. And, uh, yeah, I know. So, and I'm lying. I just need to get off the air before the teacher whoops the students. But see everybody next week.